Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Colin Brown, and I am joined by Richard Polly. Hello there. And Will Pintai. Bonjour. So today, what we're going to discuss is the Separatist faction, specifically Will's adventures with the Infiltrator ship, and what kind of lists he's been putting it in. Uh, I think you jumped on this right as soon as the Separatists came out, Will. So what kind of drew your attention to the to that ship and faction? I kind of seen some of the shenanigans going on with Dooku, and I love the character of Maul. So it, it was a bit like a bit of that. And I've seen quite a lot of similarities to Scum, um, which is why my first lists and most of my lists like, involved two of them and like the, the Bulbasaur. And I went with it because it, that I, I'm not a swarm player in general, even though everyone seemed like it was a swarm faction at the beginning. But I, see, I saw something different, the dial and, and the infiltrator ship itself. I thought, I thought it was a really good opportunity to jump on a, a new faction quite quickly and try and get ahead of the game. Cool. The dial on that thing is ridiculous. It is. It is brilliant. 5K in, two sloops, hard ones. It's got all the hard turns, you know, ability to get rid of stress. I mean, for a big base ship, it's surprisingly manoeuvrable. Very surprisingly manoeuvrable. Yeah. So uh, where did you go first? So you said, did you start off with two infiltrators or infiltrators and some stuff? I did. Uh, start off with two infiltrators and Grievous is where I started off. I went straight to the triple threat list, which I still fly and I still go back to. Obviously, I've tried other iterations, but that is where I see the strength of my play style, certainly, and this list. Depending on what you, you can kit out in a couple of different ways. I mean, I, I've only kitted it out really with that list in two different ways. So both Dooku and more with hate, which is standard. They both got jamming beam on him, but I've never fired jamming beam to this day. Uh, you've got Dooku with his title as well, uh, which is brilliant. Um, I found cloaking and that, and gets into the end game. And um, you've for got what the reason though? Is it for the agility helping him weather attacks, or just to get yeah. out of town? Or it, his agility, his force, his maneuverability—you can outmaneuver people, so they'll forget that you can literally decloak forward. And if you've got rid of the stress because you've been shot at last round, and then you can sloop behind them or K behind them. So it's getting him that extra distance that people didn't think they could get. So obviously, essentially, you're going, if you're decloaking, you're going free forward before you've actually done a K turn or a sloop. So you, you can literally, like, eight, you're essentially eight K turning in, in a sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's absolutely mental. So you, you can get out of dodge, get out of the way, get behind people. And with a big base ship, that that's a big difference. You know, yeah, you're getting in behind. You may not have a target lock, but you've got free force as well. You know, so he's really good as an end game ship. And if you're ahead on points towards the end game, you can literally cloak and run away, cloak and run away, cloak and run away. You know, so or stay cloaked and just keep running away if you need to save on points. But but like I said, both of them have got hate, so you're regening that force constantly on more. And on and on Dooku because Maul is generally people's primary target, which is great because early on I want to get double shots off, so I get my double shots off at I five. You've shot him, so he gets all his force back, so he's getting double shots again next turn. <laughs> Brilliant! Keep, keep shooting him. 
And then I've got Grievous on the sidelines. He comes in, generally I use him on a flank. He surprisingly does a lot of my damage. People don't see it and people don't see it initially. Uh, visually, Grievous is a really small ship on the board. Tiny, in fact. So when you've got two, when you're looking at two infiltrators, you're seeing that as your, oh, wow, these are coming towards me. They've got big guns, right? They're going to shoot me. But then you put in Grievous without manoeuvre on, coming in from the flank, and he's doing three dice. If he's out of Iraq, he's getting his natural re-rolls he's, with his focus, and he can boost in as well. He's dangerous. He's doing, sometimes in some games, he's doing 60 to 70% of my damage. It's unbelievable. So people underestimate him. I think he's one of the best best ships at I-4 out there, personally. Yeah, I've, I've played against you twice when you've been finalist, and I've been flying different things, and the game where I took Grievous off in the opening engage with you know, a bit of variance luck, but you know, I turned in on him with everything. It was the game I won, and then the game where I went after the infiltrators first and thought I could deal with him later because you hung him back out yeah. of the fight, so I couldn't get my initial engage on him. Um, so I took it and tried to kill Dooku first, and then as you said, he was just cloaked and you know moving away, and then he's got his force and he's regenerating it when you do get a bit of damage through. So you know he's rolling loads of dice and he's got mods as well. So. He was. He took so long to kill, and all the while I was trying to kill him, Grievous was just flying around out of the arc of my ships with outmaneuver plus title plus everything else, just giving him mods for days, and yeah. just consistently just pushing damage in. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if if I lose Grievous first with that list, I'm in trouble. Um, I, I ain't gonna lie. You know, he he's a big part of that list. People don't initially think it. I think more experienced people notice it not insulting anybody because obviously Maul is still a massive threat in that list, um, especially with his double attacks. But people know it's Maul then Grievous or Grievous then Maul, you know, try and try and get Grievous off. And then I pretty much, I think, I'm not entirely sure, but I'd say like, I'd say a good 80% of the games I lose Grievous first, I lose them games. Um, so do you think the, the version of the list with, two infiltrators that have less stuff on them plus because uh, i mean your grievous is is really quite fast isn't he he's like what 65 points something like that yeah which is quite a lot is that do you think that lists better than some of the other things where you put maybe a few more points into the infiltrator like you know seeing people playing with what rather than grievous or with you know a, a droid swarm or even just the two infiltrators so you know um, we know Jack flew them against IQ, and he might have come to the conclusion that they weren't very good. But what's your what's your view on that? I mean, um, it's hard to it's hard to figure out what to put on them because my list is so well balanced uh, with the points cost across the three ships. That's why I like it because they're all a threat and they're all pretty evenly pointed. So it, it's if if you start. Putting what I find that when when I put what Tambor in and put more on the other ships, what Tambor's not doing as much damage, just because he's not got them re rolls that Grievous has got, he's not putting out the damage. Yeah, you can put great, you can put out maneuver on him, but he's just not causing he's not causing the damage because he can't get the target lock or whatever. So I find evenly pointing it out and being able to use Grievous's abilities it works better for me, um, regardless of what I can. The, the few extra points I can actually put on Maul and Dooku. You, you can put Baffle 
on Maul and Dooku as well and drop Grievous down a few points and put marksmanship on instead of outmaneuver or whatever you want really but I did try that it did well <laughs> whether it did well in the right environment or not is another point but you know it, it did do well uh, as a list but not as good as the outmaneuver it's interesting because a lot of people are a big fan of the double infiltrator like you said that uh, Jack flew now I flew against Tom Reed who was flying double infiltrator. I've been watching some uh, tips and, and, and videos about how to fly double infiltrators. And I mean, Tom Reed's no slouch, but I beat him three games on the bounce, my list versus his list. So my Grievous with, with the three against the double infiltrator list that had done so well in America. And I can't see, uh, we went through different tactics and still how to how to approach it in different ways and, and trying to get Tom's list to beat mine and it still couldn't beat mine. The fact that people haven't done well with it elsewhere, I don't know, but you know, I, I personally feel like my play style, going in with some hard-hitting people and coming in with a flanker kind of suits me. Do you think it might be a meta thing? Like maybe where it was doing, he flew against a lot of aces and I can see aces really not liking Palpatine for the stress. Palpatine Whereas your list, you just kind of slam in and kill stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Palpatine is absolutely brutal. It did do me in quite a lot of times uh, to the point where I wish I, I wish I had baffle on it every now and again because I was like, oh, I just want to get rid of this stress because I was permanently stressed. So he was kind of limiting my he was limiting my like uh, my red moves quite yeah. considerably, but I still managed to clean it up. You know, I mean that. The, the proton torps are great on it, but if I'm coming in just as fast as he is, he's not getting them proton torps at range one, so it, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah, you're you know? just trading shots, right? Yeah, it, 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 we're just trading, and with the trade, I'm quite happy to trade because I've got an extra ship without manoeuvre. You yeah. know, and and that was the, the grievous was the big difference. That said, double infiltrator, I, I'm a big fan of the list. A lot of people don't like it. And I think it comes down to, like you said, the play style is a, is a big thing. There's different ways you can kit out the double infiltrator on its own. You can do it with proton. You can put proton bombs on them. Palpatine is absolutely brutal. You've got to remember your triggers on that list, 100%. The double pro, the proton torp and then the shot from Maul straight after it is just ridiculous. Especially if, you're, if your reds are on fire, there's nothing they can do. You know, you're literally stripping things. Have you ever tried tractor beam on more for the double shot? No, but I've seen Jace Denton has. What well, obviously Jace from Enigma Wargaming, he had it and he he enjoyed it. Uh, he really enjoyed it, but I feel like it's a waste of a shot. I'd rather shoot three red dice at someone and then try and tractor beam them to minus one agility to get everything else to shoot. If that makes sense, because I'm not always necessarily shooting at the same target. No, that's fair. I think maybe if you have something like Maul and a, a swarm of droids, it maybe starts to make more sense, which is to make your droids hit a bit harder. Yeah, so I flew Maul plus five, and yeah, tractor beam on that would have been really good. I couldn't afford the points on it, incidentally, so I didn't actually use it. However, that, that's the only time I've actually ever used jamming beam <laughs> um, with the Maul plus five. I did enjoy it. I went for Marcel Manzano's version with the droid that protects it rather than Kraken for the five point. The tactical uh, relay? Yeah, the tactical relay. 
uh, that protects that KGB four, I think it is. Yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, I probably should have looked at that before I started gobbing off. But he's the one that lets you spend a calculate to add an evade, unless the defender or unless the attacker takes a strain token. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean, with that though, because they they can like pass the the calculates around. If there's if there's droids not getting shot, you you can use them to evade it quite easily. So I found that was a lot better use of five points rather than the ten points for the kraken. That's just what I felt. I know other people have done really well with the Kraken variant as well, you know. So it is literally that 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 comes down to personal preference. I'm a big fan of that list. However, for MOV, it is absolutely terrible. I find uh, you're losing too many Vulture droids. More goes down. You're literally left with two or three Vulture droids on the table, and to half point them is not hard. And you're generally left with quite a few. They do cause problems, you know. They, they do get amongst you. They, they do get cause you a bump, losing your actions and stuff. But if you can find the way around them, I played... So going back to my other list, I played Darren Granger at the System Open and beat his with my list. It was close, but it was still doable. It didn't cause me too many problems. So what about... So two infiltrators and some vulture droids. So, you know, use the vulture droids rather than having more flanking use them to get in there as a bit of disruption, a bit of control. Yeah, I actually tried this recently. I got this list. I got After speaking to Rob Ram, he recommended it. So I, I tried that for a, a few nights. I found it really good. I really enjoyed the list. Uh, it is fun. It can come across well to some of the stuff that's in the meta. It, it, can, it can take on four Phantoms. It can take on Handbrake Han. It can take on Rebel Beef. You know, so... It, it can do a number of different things. So with the fourth phantoms, you've got enough passive defense mods for Duke. So you can use the droids to stop them cloaking or decloaking. And then you've got the offense to knock out the phantoms with like Maul and Dooku. So that I thought, I thought it'd be quite good against that handbrake hand itself. You've got that many guns on hand and you can block him with the droids. And the beautiful thing about the droids is their dial is, if you don't know their dial, it is pretty insane. I it don't is know. Mental, yeah. It is. It is. It's unlike anything. If you think you can pick up this list, pick up some droid swarms, and then just throw it on the table and think now you'd be all right, you'd be quite surprised because you're going to think there's moves there that actually aren't. Um, <laughs> and it, the, the the dial's pretty crazy. So if you're not expecting what the, the dial can do on that, it can catch you out massively, and that's where that's where the blocking with it comes in really well so you know so, you block Han and then take Han off the board try and try and stop him doing all these shenanigans and then if you're left with Jake in the end game versus an infiltrator then yeah it's the infiltrator all day long in my eyes so speaking of the vultures dial how do you find the 1k and the two talent do you find it's hard to turn around sometimes I find I, I I feel like that what I wish that one K was a bit of a bigger reach sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, it just does seem very situational. It's all right if you're in the centre of the board or just towards the edge. If you're against something like Rebel Beef and you're just trying to literally K turn right in front of them to like mess them up for the next turn or trying to trying to cause the block, I find it handy to cause the block. But yeah, it in and around the centre of the board, but I just wish the reach was a bit better. 
I mean, I, like I said, I, it caught me out the dial on a few occasions, and I was wishing there was moves there that just were not there. It was pretty. It was proving pretty difficult. It's one of them, isn't it? If you enjoy the list and you're happy with all these random dials cutting around everywhere, then yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know. I'm just looking at it that that one one case, especially if you're moving them at initiative one, is just bonkers though, because the biggest criticism of the old B wing dial, which had the in the B wings used to have the one K, and everyone it was a 2K. always a, a two K, and it was it's like you can't play it. Yeah, but they've given them the one talons as well, and they've basically yeah. reversed it for the for the the Trade Federation drone, well, for the Vulture class, um, I should say. And uh, so, like, if you're moving at a lower initiative than everything else, and you've got clear board space to go into, it's fine. Um, but I think if you were trying to fly one of the higher initiative ones, it would be a bit odd because you'd just not be able to turn around ever, um, yeah. you know. But then yeah. you have got a five straight and a, a blue four straight, so you know. You've always got the options to go wherever you like. Yeah, it's just the fact that you can't K-turn over a small base. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. quite significant, I think. Yeah. I mean, the, the two talent, you can get around the side of them. So you can you can literally spin around the side of them, and it's it's not too bad if you bumped. But, yeah, they, I think they're more for getting in the way. I mean, more Dooku plus three, it is literally, you use them to get in the way. You use them to bump. Yeah, they're a bit of extra firepower here and there, but... They're not really doing much damage. They're literally there just to annoy you and get in your way and take away your actions. Yeah. So, moving on from what you have been flying, what are you looking forward to from the next waves? What's standing out to you? The ice, not the next wave per se, but the wave after is going to be the I-6 Gene Ocean uh, Starfighter. I think the I-6 Gene Ocean Starfighter is looking pretty tasty. And I think it's going to give the faction a lot of options. It's it's going to be interesting to put it in a list and see where it sits within a list. Because will it put Grievous out or will it put one of the infiltrators out because it's I-6? Will, will I be having to go for bigger bids? You know, and I think with the bomber coming out, I'm excited for the bomber, but I'm not as excited for the bomber till the Geonosian Starfighter comes out. Because I think the bomber is going to sit in a weird place. I think it's only going to sit in a swarm. I cannot see it fitting in with double infiltrator at this moment in time. Just because I don't, I think you're only going to be able to fit two of them max in there. And with bombs, you might only fit, you know, it's all dependent on points. But I think you're going to be two infiltrators plus two bombers max. And I, I don't think that's going to be any good. I think the bombers will sit really better in a swarm of droids plus the bombers. What about that support one that can do a coordinate at the start of the combat phase? Do you think that could be good for lining up a barrel roll or a target lock for one of the infiltrators? Yeah. but Or do you think they just don't need the support? They're just good I, enough as is? I mean... At the moment, I, I mean, I'm using them at the moment without the support. I'm not seeing them need support. You've got because you've got the force. You're not needing them double mods anyway. You're already getting the target lock pretty much. You know, I mean, yeah, a, a barrel roll's nice, but you're barrel rolling and having to do a blue move if you're doing that. Yeah. So it, it's not really going to set you up for anything. I mean, it'd only really be good setting you up if you could take that stress away somehow i think out of the two out of the two ships that are coming out i think the g and ocean slaver is definitely the one that i'm looking more towards 
then tractor beaming shenanigans. See, now that will fit in really well with the infiltrators because if you're tractor beaming stuff, getting them down and then you, your infiltrators are shooting, now that is a big deal, you know, especially at I-6. Yeah. Um, so I think that's all we have time for today. I mean, in a way, we've barely skimmed the surface of what's possible with these ships and the combinations of them, which is quite exciting, really. You know that there's so much you can do. I mean, there is. There's a number of ways you can kit all these infiltrators out. You know, I mean, if you go on MetaWing 2.0 uh, with the List Fortress, there is so many lists. There's infiltrators with uh, Bulbasaurs and three vultures. There's Bulbasaurs with like six or seven vultures. You know, there's so many different ways this this faction not not only not only this ship but this faction can kit itself out um it seems quite i in my eyes it's the most ver- versatile faction at the moment just in in what it or and well or at the moment and the toys it's going to be given in the next two waves i think it's going to be going to become prevalent that it's going to be the most versatile faction it's at the moment i said it before and i said it on previous podcasts it is everything scum wishes it was at the moment i think I think it's um, it's interesting of the two newest factions that it's the one that's seen the least success as in, you know, the high finishes in tournaments and things like that. Because I think with the, um, the Republic faction, people really quite quickly latched on to, um, to Double Jedi, Double Torrent. And, you know, that was helped by the fact that there were a couple of really good players like um, Julian who'd done in the 186, um, you know, smashing every single tournament he goes to with that list. And then other good ace players from down that neck of the woods picking it up as well. And we're with the Separatists. Nobody's really landed on something that has sat well with a lot of players. And I think you're right, that Initiative 6 guy who's coming through in Wave 5, he's going to he's gonna tickle the ace play fancy of a lot of people. Um, so I think we might see some of the like the, you know the people who will play the, the good ace list in whatever faction they decide to play it in, you know, might might move across and try and find some kind of multi i5 i6 list um using that guy and more and you know maybe um grievous or somebody you know but like a a three ship ac list because you know while the infiltrator is a big base ship it definitely it flies like an ace um because of that ridiculous dial it's got so um i think you're right it's going to be really interesting to see what comes out of the separatist faction in the next couple couple of months probably after the points change yeah that sounds like something we can check in on but in a few months but for today it is goodbye from rich goodbye goodbye from will au revoir and goodbye from me bye bye everybody edit that bit out (laughs) yeah really anyone am I talking to myself yeah really anyone